Hey guys, Vaughn Joseph here. Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in today, you guys. We have an amazing show lined up for you today. Very excited for you guys to have uh, the opportunity to check out this gentleman that I've got sat across from me, Mr. Allegedly Dave, author, investigator, researcher. This guy's got all kinds of amazing information for us today. So as you know, I, I have to admit, I love a really good conspiracy theory. Uh, moon landings, 9-11, uh, I'm a huge advocate of questioning just about everything. So um, never take someone else's word for anything. As you know, I always say, don't even always take my word for it. Do your own research, you guys. That's what it's all about. So um, we do acknowledge there's always likely going to be some hoaxes and there's going to be lies and there's always going to be cover-ups and things like that that are taking place out there in the real world. So we are going to go in on this subject that I found. I was doing some research on a different show and you know how sometimes YouTube will redirect you and says videos that you might like to see? Bam, this video showed up called Flat Earth and I was intrigued. So I had to click over and I started checking out this video and you know, all these other videos popped up and then, you know, next thing you know, bam i've got all these kind of questions and then that's where our guest today shows up um in the in the feed and i see him and there he is and i'm like hey this is this dave guy i want to know all about him so welcome to the show sir thank you for taking the time out of your extremely busy schedule to come see us you just got back from texas right mm -hmm. how was that oh it's brilliant thanks yeah I'm doing a few talks out there yeah um so how did you get started in this whole concept of the earth is flat well pretty much the same way as you did yeah i was researching something completely different and um saw something intriguing in that little bit on the side right as you said and um yeah i was i was watching a video about some esoteric experiments and wasn't really paying attention i was doing like three things at once really this was going on in the background and then he said something about um, uh, the Bedford Levels experiment, right. which is um, an experiment that was done in, in a canal, which is perfectly straight for six miles. Mm. And apparently he says that the, uh, the curvature along that, uh, that stretch of six miles should be 16 feet, a 16 foot drop right. at the other end. And I was thinking, wow, that's, that's, that's a short distance for that, that uh, amount of drop. You know, surely the earth can't be that small, you know. So, uh, you know, I was about to dismiss it when I, when I thought, well, I'll, I'll check. You know, I've never really checked whether, you know, that's the curvature. Right. I started looking into it. And I found that the curvature is six, uh, eight inches per mile squared. I, I never even thought of it before. Okay. And then I was intrigued. I was thinking, well, I've, I've seen things way further than six miles and I've seen the whole thing. Right. So that, that got me you know hooked basically mm. i started looking you know i was on on a beach one day i was looking across at a lighthouse which was eight miles away and i could see the bottom of the lighthouse mm. um and yeah I, I started looking at videos and um at the time there were only about maybe a hundred videos out there um this was 2014 i think the um, middle to end of 2014 i might be wrong um and so, you know, 40-odd videos, I'd watched them all, maybe twice. Um, but uh, literally a year later, there were six million videos mm. on Flat Earth. So it wasn't just me finding this. It, was, it seemed to be a, a, a move, not a movement, I hate that word, but, um, <laughs> you know, some kind of shift 
of, of consciousness that happened, you know, 2015, basically. Mm. Um, it just exploded. Yeah. So what sort of research have you done yourself? Gone? Have you gone out there with, like, a proper, like, you know, measuring and leveling devices to see distances and curvatures and things like that? Or... Well, I, I used to be um, a CAD draftsman, mm -hmm. so one of the first things I did was uh, draw the whole thing up in AutoCAD, right. and uh, and sure enough, it matched this um, six inches per mile, only only for the uh, like a quarter of the the circumference mm -hmm. of, uh, of the earth, but that's that's enough really. Um, but yes, it matched that exactly. Um, but you know, since I've gone out and uh, and done experiments, um, we we did there's a whole group of us who went out back to the Bedford levels and uh, kind of recreated the the iconic experiment. Right. Um, with sort of mixed success, but because uh, the weather didn't cooperate very mm. well. Um, and I've been to uh, Lake Balaton in, in Hungary where we did a laser experiment. Um, got a high-powered laser with a very expensive collimator to keep the beam nice and tight. Mm. Shot the beam across the lake about, uh, I think it's about 12 kilometers, 10 to 12 kilometers. And uh, we went out in a, in a speedboat chasing the beam um, to, to, to measure, uh, measure how much it would, uh, would drop. Right. Got some very in incredible results, actually. Mm. We found that the laser beam actually bent upwards. So wouldn't that be in, like maybe in relation to the levels of the like because because I, I was reading somewhere where they were talking about maybe the Nile and how it's it's somehow flowing uphill or something like that or that's the levels it, wouldn't that have anything to do with maybe the earth just being at a different level like you know the the ground itself being at a higher level when you're traveling that far down well you know I, I don't really subscribe to this idea that the you know Nile flows uphill mm. and, and that because if you if you really go into their model and um, the globe model, you know, supposedly gravity is pulling in right. to the center mm. at all places. So it wouldn't really be flowing uphill if that model was real. Mm. But uh, obviously that model isn't real. We've never, ever seen curved water anywhere. Mm. Um, when water freezes, yeah, there's a, there's a huge lake called Lake Baikal in Siberia. Um, it's about 196 miles long, mm. and uh, every winter it freezes over, and it freezes over into a perfect mirror. Mm. Now, if you've ever had a, a mirror which was slightly imperfect, distortion, right? You'd get a distorted view of, right. the, of the, the reflection, be distorted. But this, you know, this Lake Baikal, again, it's it's a perfect mirror. Same with uh, Slado Uyuni in um, in Bolivia. It's a salt flat, which is something like 100 miles um, long and 80 miles across. Right. And uh, when it rains there, you get an inch of water across the whole plain. And literally, it turns into a mirror where, you know, you see people walking and it looks like they're floating in the clouds. Right. Um, so it's a perfect mirror. You can't get, the, get that on a curved surface. Mm -hmm. Well, where did this mathematical equation come from? Who... Maybe it's a bit wrong. It's just it's just basic um, spherical trigonometry. It's mm. uh, it's an easy way to calculate the uh, the curvature eight inches per mile squared. Um, but it's basically, here, if you draw a circle 
um, and you you do it to scale, mm. you know, somehow like I did on AutoCAD. Right. That's what you'll you'll measure if you uh, if you measure it off the the size that the Earth has been chosen <laughs> to be. Mm. When you apply the eight, eight inches per mile um, to it, I think the f um, over one mile it drops by by um, 0.666 mm. inches. Right. Yeah. That's kind of a lot like a little signature. Well, yeah. I, I'm, we're not going to get into this yet because I know I you've know, got I something know. extra special for us and a bit later in the show. So, But I have really done a lot of research on a lot of that about secrets in plain but you sight. Know, you know that's a signature. Yeah. 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 Just then you think about the, the tilt of the earth that we're, we've been told. Right. Yeah? 23.4 mm -hmm. degrees. Right. Yes. Yeah? Not 23.5. Right. But if you look, um, that's 23.4 away from the, the, the vertical. Mm. If you measure from the, from the horizontal, it's 66.6. Right. We're supposed to be spinning around the, the sun, they say 67,000 miles an hour. Right. But when you really, if you actually look for it, they say it's 18.5 um, meters per second or something. Mm. Uh, but you, you calculate what that is in miles an hour, it's 66,600 miles an hour. Mm. You mentioned uh, gravity earlier about when we were talking about the water. Mm -hmm. What holds us all in place then if it's not gravity? What is it that's keeping things grounded versus other things? Why are you asking me? I don't know. Not so much. <laughs> no, you know what? They don't even know. They don't know what gravity is. I can mm -hmm. tell you, they can give you their calculations and stuff. Right. But it's a tendency for things that go up to come down. Right. Everything else is density and buoyancy. Mm. Yeah? Mm. Um, the, the one thing, the one thing that tells me um, that, oh, this is not really related to gravity, but... Mm, one thing that tells me that, you know, without a doubt that we're on a, a flat plane um, is the gyroscope. Mm. Yeah, when you spin a gyroscope, yeah, if you've ever done that, you, you spin it, it actually stays upright. While it's spinning, right. it will stay upright. It does not want to move from that, uh, that orientation. Right. Even if you spin it at 45 degrees, it will stay at 45 degrees. And if you try and... Sh um, shift the, the base that it's on it will just stay at 45 degrees mm -hmm. yeah um, now an aircraft has an artificial horizon and it's based on gyroscope so before they take off they um, they calibrate the um, artificial horizon they just spin it up um, so that it's level and uh, and then they take off so if they're um, if they take off with a gyroscope um, calibrated mm -hmm. and they start going over the curve of the earth right the gyroscope will stay upright mm -hmm. so the artificial horizon will start to roll backwards right but it doesn't it just stays um, nice and flat and level mm. um, that right there is proof that uh, the, you know the planes fly over a plane I asked the pilots of, uh, of the, one of the flights I was on um, asked them lots of questions so they didn't get suspicious but uh I asked them, do you ever see uh, the artificial horizon roll backwards or do you have to uh, make ca um, corrections to it? They said, no, because it has complex electronics in it and GPS, so it knows where on earth it is and it, it compensates for it. Mm. 
but you know you go to a manufacturer and they'll show you um designs of it and uh, it's purely mechanical hmm. there's no nothing electronic there's no gps in it it's literally a gyroscope that is allowed to freely move on gimbals right that's it right so i i just got back from uh spain uh, a couple days ago and i'm reading about the the earth being flat i i i, I equated to us being on a on an album i guess mm-hmm. you know and you have your sun and your moon all right so how come the sun comes up at different spots then throughout the season if it's if it's fixed mm-hmm. as it supposedly is and we're fixed why am i seeing it come over the mountain in january but then come summertime it's coming up over the sea over the med right well it's not um the sun isn't um sort of uh, spinning around in a, a fixed track right. over the equator it's literally going from one tropic and then spiraling inwards to the other tropic and then spiraling outwards again so that is what causes the seasons and uh, and also that's why it seems to um, rise at different places, mm. you know, throughout the year. So it's kind of spirographing through the. Yeah, it's it's basically going in and out, um, and and literally when it's out in the the outermost tropic, I can never remember which one's right. which, but when it's in the outer tropic, right. it's um it's winter in the northern hemisphere. Mm. When it's in the in, inner tropic, it's, it's summer in the northern Okay, hemisphere. so now I'm gonna, I, I know we said this was gonna be topical, but I'm mm. kinda just curious about this. What drives the rotation of all this then? So what makes all this stuff move? What drives that rotation then? Do again, you're know? asking me. No. You don't know. I figured maybe your research if, you had, you might know, so. Again, this is this is where the, uh, the model um, that we've been taught breaks down. Right. Yeah, when, you know, we're taught this as children. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it's just drummed into us as children. Right. And uh, as a child, information comes in. We accept it as true. Why would anybody lie to us? Right. Accept it as true, and it's there. It's right. it's um, base truth. Yeah. You never go back to it because you know why question the basis of your reality? Sure, of course right. not. But when you do, when you do go back and look at it, it never makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, what drives the, the Earth spinning? Um, you know, why, why does the Earth continue to spin at this, uh, this constant rate? Especially when every time there's a major earthquake, they say, oh, yeah, that earthquake slowed down the Earth's rotation by the, this tiny amount. Well, if it slows down the rotation, then that means the Earth will start to slow down. Mm. Because any... You know, it's it's like any frictionless system. You slow it down a bit. It's it's now started a, a deceleration. Well, won't it just pick itself back up then, and maybe then what, re- what, what, recontinue what, back to where it was? Then what would pick, what would cause it to pick back up again? I don't know. I no, because no because the idea is that something started it spinning, right. and it's in a frictionless environment, mm. and uh, and so it's going to continue to spin. But then when you add in all these things that they keep saying, oh, that's uh, slowed down the earth uh, just by this point zero zero whatever. Well, you add them up, we should be spinning, <laughs> spinning backwards by now. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, there's no explanation. I don't have an explanation what drives the, uh, the sun round. Right. But, um, 
what's something that's interesting we found is something called quantum locking. Mm. Um, you might have seen this on, on YouTube where they have a ring of magnets on a, on a tabletop and they have this um, material, superconducting material, and they've got some, uh, I guess, dry ice on, on top of it to keep it cool. And literally they can, it's like a disc, and they can like tilt it at a certain angle or something or, or orient it any way they want and it will lock itself and they can push it and it will just spin round at let's say 45 degrees. Right. Uh, and also they can put it underneath the magnets mm. and lock it in place in a certain orientation, push it round and it will just continue to spin round. So we think something like that mm. is going on up there but you know we don't know how it works right. you know and we're not meant to know how it works right um so it's just it's just us then we're here and it's you know it's this the 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 sun's doing what it's doing what do you think about other planets then so are these other planets are they just not there are they so are there other planets out there or and if not what are we seeing when we look through the telescope and see the rings of Saturn, what am I looking at then? Well, no, there aren't any other planets out there. This is the only place there is. Yeah, this is the only place that you can stand on and uh, and and live. Mm. Yeah, um, the planets. Well, the word planet is actually Greek and it means wandering star. Mm. Yeah, um, with the flat Earth camera of choice, the Nikon P900. Are you plugging? <laughs> no, well, you know what? Uh, we should we should yeah, earn something some sponsor, from Nikon. Yes, sponsor because, that, right. sponsor. because they've literally they've sold out of these cameras because it you know the flat Earthers are buying them up like crazy. Right. Um, but with that camera, you can zoom in on a star, and you will see detail. Mm. Uh, um, every single star is unique. Right. Yeah, some look like watery fire. Some look like wheels within wheels. Right. Some look like uh, wheels with spokes. Um, some look like uh, spiky energy bursts. Um, they're all unique, every single one of them. And uh, again, the the Bible is very clear that says and saying that they're they're celestial living beings. Right. And they certainly look like it, like it because they look like uh, amoeba or. Um, something that's alive mm. um the the planets are simply wandering versions of those you know it's the stars stay in their their fixed patterns but uh, there are certain um stars that uh that actually um, kind of orbit the, the the sun and they do something different from all the others right. so we call them the planets and funnily enough uh the planets names are the names of the, uh, the, the fallen angels, uh, the wandering angels that wandered down to earth. Um, and, yeah, they're the, the, the watchers, the, the, the angels that hang around the earth to watch what's going on. Mm. So, okay, so I'm, I'm a very simple guy, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, so I, I, I try to take in as much as I can. So where is all that though so i know we were talking about i think it was called a, a fermentation layer it's a firmament that was it fermentation mm -hmm. that's yeah that's beer, Making beer yeah. <laughs> you've got this layer mm -hmm. so everything is supposed to be inside that or what where does that come from though and what's on the outside and how did all that get created if it's there mm -hmm. where it come from 
my my personal um, belief, obviously, I, you know, it's all speculation because right. we, not a lot of us have been up there or anything. Mm-hmm. But um, the way I see it is that uh, there is a barrier, uh, not necessarily the firmament itself, but there's a barrier um, possibly separating the various heavens that are described in the Bible. Because um, the first heaven is a sky, and uh, then there's a there's another heaven above that, um, and there's another heaven above that. I think there may be even seven. I don't know, but um, but the okay, going into the weird stuff now. But the demons <laughs> that are here are are locked into the first heaven. They can't go above the first heaven, and we seem to be locked into that first heaven because. Um, we've shot up rockets people have shot up rockets um, with cameras on them and uh, when you get to about 75 miles up well you can go onto YouTube and find this video where this rocket goes up um, and it hits something (laughs) and then stops literally and then starts falling down again Um, it literally if it was something hard and fast that it hits it would have destroyed itself because before it stopped it was going at quite a rate so it just suddenly stopped and uh and and started coming down again so couldn't that have been maybe just its limitations from the gravitational pull or whatever that is that we don't know what is keeping us on the ground and it just couldn't go any further due to its lack of power and not really i mean it was still powered at that point Hmm. and um you know the theory of gravity is that it drops off um, in an inverse square to the distance away from the center of gravity. Mm. So if anything, you know, the further up it gets, uh, the less effect gravity has on it. Mm. So according to their theory anyway. But um, literally, this, this rocket was powering up there and then all of a sudden, thunk! <laughs> Just twacked and stopped. And, and stopped, you know, because it's spinning all the way up. Mm. It's almost hard to watch because it's spinning so much. And all of a sudden it hits, stops spinning, and then and then falls. Wow! And when you see the trajectory of all rockets that go up, seems they all um, curve under that seventy-five mile limit. Mm. Mm. So that's I don't think that's the actual firmament. Personally, I think there's um, there's a, a another full firmament where um, the sun and the moon, or not full firmament. There's a space above this barrier where the sun and the moon move around um, and then you get the firmament where all the stars are embedded Hmm. Um, now interestingly uh, there was a guy called Admiral Byrd who went down to to Antarctica you gotta save that you gotta save it for the break we gotta take a quick commercial we'll be right back we're gonna be talking about Admiral Byrd because I know about this one see I know a little bit of something about something so we're talking about that we're gonna talk about the Coriolis effect and we're gonna talk did I even say that right I don't know if I said it right doesn't matter we're gonna talk about that we'll be right back thanks these ones or these ones episode of intervention and i know i'm fine Illinois, mr robert bobby mcneely he is going to join us tonight hi everyone welcome to the show my name is elaine zhang and today i am here with eli seal documentary filmmaker i need more welcome to the only way is linda today i have a really special guest here
Welcome back, you guys. Von Joseph here. Thanks for sticking with us. Um, so we're back with Allegedly Day. We're talking about Flat Earth. We're talking about all the stuff that you thought you knew and why it's not what you think it was. So we were talking about um, Admiral Byrd. You started to talk about before you were so rudely interrupted <laughs> and, and taken to the break um, by uh, by the sponsors, Dirty Lemon. You guys, I hope you go check those guys out. Sorry, DirtyLemon.com. Amazing detox stuff. So, um, fire. Admiral Byrd. Yes. yes. Um, he led uh, about four expeditions down to Antarctica. Right. Um, the last one, I believe it was Operation Deep Freeze or High Jump, I can't remember which one. Um, he went down with a huge military group with uh, hundreds of planes and uh, um, thousands of personnel, I think. Um, it, was, it was supposed to last for, um, for several months, but he came back after a couple of weeks. Mm. Uh, with half the planes missing. Um, so, uh, funnily enough, just after he came back, um, I think it was 1950... Oh, my memory's gone. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the, the, the year after he came back, if you look in the uh, Encyclopedia Americana mm. under Antarctica, it tells you there's a dome at 13,000 feet mm -hmm. in the encyclopedia. Mm. So it kind of uh, suggests that they were flying these planes down in Antarctica and kept hitting something nah. uh, that was up at 13,000 feet. Kind of um, like the time travelers. I don't know if you ever saw that. <laughs> they couldn't get through to the, and it was just a barrier. Yeah. Um, but when Admiral Byrd came back from Antarctica from the last time, um, immediately after, the US and Russia started firing nuclear missiles straight up. Mm. And uh, when you look at the footage, you can see um, it's, it's called uh, Operation, uh, Operation Fishbowl, mm. funny enough, mm. uh, Project Dominic. You can find the footage on, on YouTube. Right. You'll see that uh, the explosions you know, are exploding against something. Mm. <laughs> you know, the the ring of the blast goes outwards in in a ring, not in, as a as a fireball. Right. So it's exploding against something. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, that was in 1962. It says. Ah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Project Dominic, an Operation Fishbowl, or Fishbowl, is fairly obvious, but uh, Dominic is actually uh, actually means of the Lord. Mm. Fishbowl of the Lord. Right. So, you know, somebody knows something. <laughs> With regards to Antarctica, because we say on the globe that it's at the bottom mm -hmm. of the globe, but if the Earth is, if the Earth is flat, right, and the Earth isn't the actual, it's not spherical, it's it's flat. Would that make Antarctica be on the outside? Then it kind of like some kind of barrier or barricade. Yeah. Then on the outside, it's, it's like an ice ring hmm. around. Hmm. And uh, when you uh, apparently when you go down there, the first thing you encounter is a two hundred foot wall of ice. Right. That's what's keeping the oceans in. Hmm. Um, and then if you manage to get on top of that um, ice, um, you've got like three hundred miles of ice plain. Hmm. And then two mile high mountains, um, and then beyond that, uh, it seems there's uh, more continents that we've uh, we've not heard about. So there's stuff out there that we that we're being kept in the dark about. Sure. So to speak. 
Admiral Byrd actually said that uh, there was a continent the size of the uh, continental US. Mm. Um, the other side of Little America, which was the base they had. Um, so they had the Little America base, and then there was this, what they called the South Pole. Mm. And Admiral Byrd said, beyond the South Pole, on the other side of Little America, is this massive continent which is uninhabited um, and it's free of ice, got warm water lakes and everything. Hmm. So, if does the Earth have an edge then, do you think, beyond that? Well, um, there's a book called uh, Worlds Beyond the Poles mm. um, and it's said to have been written um, after Admiral Burr's trip um, and it suggests that uh, they couldn't find uh, they couldn't find the the extent of this uh, of this landmass. Right. Um, they would fly out in two thousand odd um, mile distances, lay a base, then come back and then fly on right. from and see. And they they did it a few times. And they didn't find they didn't find the end to it, hmm. which is why a lot of people uh, subscribe to the uh, endless or infinite plane theory that we're just one puddle in an infinite plane of ice. Mm. Um, I don't really subscribe to that. There's a, uh, uh, a map that surfaced. Uh, it's a hundred-year-old map. I think it appeared in Hawaii or something. Uh, and it shows the um, kind of flat earth map in the middle um, and then other continents around, uh, continents we're not um, familiar with, uh, sort of spread out around. Mm. And... Interestingly enough, that the other side of uh, of where Admiral Byrd was saying there were, there is a continent about the size of the continental U.S. Really? So hmm. um, maybe uh, there is uh, there's more knowledge out there than, than we think. Wow, wow. So I guess one of my big questions has been throughout all of this uh, reading and all that stuff is why? Why has all this been kept a secret or? or we've been deceived what is to be gained by all that from like i say nasa's you know showing us all these fake images and so on and so forth the videos that we see the moon landing all that stuff fake 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 so what is to be gained by all that and how are they somehow managing to keep this together on a global scale like when you had russia's flying sputnik and all that other stuff how is everybody on the same page with keeping this hoax alive because um this is there's uh, it's a lot bigger than we realize there's um you've got to sort of factor the flat earth in with the big bang theory and the theory of evolution you put all those together and what you've got is this idea that we are tiny little microbes crawling around on a speck of dust in an infinite universe yeah we're not even fully evolved. Yeah, was, the process of evolution is always ongoing. Mm -hmm. So we're we're kind of imperfect, useless creatures um, in this infinite void of, you know, that's not very important. Our lives are accidental. Um, there's nothing important about us whatsoever. Um, we're insignificant. Mm -hmm. That's the 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 idea that they've inculcated into us with with these three theories but when you realize that this place is the only place there is this you know in my mind this is a bubble of 3d time and space yeah 
3D space and time, sorry. Mm. <laughs> um, it's bubble of 3D um, space and time. Mm. Beyond it is a realm without space and time that we can't even imagine. Yeah, that's where the creator lives. And that's what they've been hiding, the fact that this is a created place. We are the chief of the creations here. And we've got, um, we've got instructions on how to live here. You know, from the one who created all this, who, who uh, apparently back in the old days used to speak to us. Mm. Um, so that's what they've been hiding: that there is a creator, and there is a purpose to our lives. Wow, that is amazing stuff. I wish we had more time because um, this could go on for ages. It is, it's, it's very interesting information um i appreciate you coming out and business visiting with us today you have a book um that you've written what's the book called and where can people find the book well it's uh it's not really on this topic but it's uh it's about health um it's the human body owner's workshop manual and uh, you can get it on lulu.com or uh, you can also get it at amazon but i wouldn't get it at amazon evil people <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah it's, uh, it's available at lulu.com but uh but yeah it's uh, it's about how to um operate your body heal it and keep it uh, keep it working right um yeah beautiful beautiful so get over to lulu.com lulu.com and check out the book um check out dave's stuff and uh we appreciate you for, again for coming out and um thanks for tuning in you guys we'll see you guys next time and hopefully we'll have you back again soon when uh i'll get some some solid proof on reptilian uh beings <laughs> and all kinds of crazy stuff like that that's going on man we, um, we hardly scratched the surface yeah i know we didn't did we we we, we could do a whole nother series of shows maybe we'll get you back out soon so um do you have a website or anything like that where people can find you if they have questions about your stuff yeah um it's a, it's a bit dodgy at the moment but because uh, it, it went down but uh, it's allegedly dave.com mm-hmm. um and uh, my youtube channel is at dmurphy25 Okay, cool. Brilliant. So that's where to find them, guys. You know where to find us, and we'll find you next time on Von Chosen Show. Thanks. Thanks.